Hello, I'm King Navasa, and you're listening to Celebrating Caymanians Overseas, Out of Sight, Not Out of Mind. Today, we have the wonderful Kamala Murugesu, Business Development Manager at Harney's in their London office. She's a former pageant queen, carnival chaser, or is the term carnivalista, hmm? And she's a bona fide Pokemon fan, but that's a secret. Well, no, no secret no more. We go way back. <laughs> All right, let's get Kamala on the line. Okay, so we're here with the fabulous Kamala Mergesu talking with us from London. Yep, we're in London. Oh, Kamala, hey girl, tell us about yourself. Hi, King. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. Um, I am Kamla Murugesu, Caymanian, born and raised, currently living in the UK, uh, London specifically. I am currently a BD manager at Harney's in their London office. Mm, Tell us about Harney's. Is that a law firm? Yep, so Harney's is an offshore law firm headquartered in the BVI, but we do have about 175 lawyers um, in 11 locations around the world. We advise on the laws of BVI, Cayman, Cyprus, Luxembourg, Bermuda, Anguilla, um, and now Jersey. So yeah, we are a very well-rounded offshore law firm. Awesome. So Kamala, all right, who are you for? Who you people is then? Come, can you stay Caymanian born and raised? So, you know, we got fast now. Yeah, so I, I always get this question, you know, because my name is obviously not a very typical Caymanian name. However, my mom is Bonnie Murugesu, straight out of West Bay. Uh, my dad is Balan Murugesu from Malaysia. So that's where the name comes from. Now, many of you will probably know my grandparents, um, Millie and Billy Banker from West Bay, Hell West Bay. Um, my grandfather, Billy, was once known as the King of Royal Palms, always out dancing you know which is where i get my experience my dancing skills from and all um, so. i don't ask about all that <laughs> so yeah definitely born raised bred from west bay grand cayman cayman islands oh yeah i know you from from time yeah from time i'm in primary school i know you yeah right. we go way way back yes. your, your brother your brother um was in school with me and you were on, I'm trying to remember the name of the road, because even the name of the road says you're born in Fight West, but Bankers Road. Correct. Yep, that is our family road. So Exactly. Um, yeah. Bankers out of West Bay. Exactly. And your uncle is Ray Bankers, am I right? Correct. The Caymanian artist, Ray Banker. Mm-hmm. On a hair, a fast, and we got it all out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, so you said King of Royal Palms. That was your grandfather. Yes, I mean, if I loved going to Royal Palms, and honestly, my first experience was from when I was a very, very young child, um, going on the dance floor with my grandfather, dancing to soca music, and that's where my love of soca and carnival and everything yeah. like that came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you segued into my question because I know you love a carnival. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, um, I, I used to watch pictures of you on Instagram or whatever. I'm like, where should go going next? Cropova, what, Toronto? If it were Carnival, if it were soca music, I bet you Kamala would. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that 
I am a carnivalista. I am completely in love with soca music and carnival and everything Caribbean culture. Um, I love the performance. I love the music. I love dressing up. I love just, I, lo I love what carnival means as well. Um, so yeah, it's, if there's a carnival, I'll be there. Mm -hmm. It all really, it, it all, it all kind of feeds into my love of traveling as well. You know, one of the things I said was that I want to do at least one new carnival every year. So yeah. I have I have started, you know, Cayman was obviously from time we were in primary school at Johnny Cumber, being involved in creating the costumes. I can remember I can remember one time we had a, a baby theme. So we were kids in, in primary school, all dressed up like these babies um, in the parade. Um, and then I was also very much involved in playing steel pan from time I was in primary school. So that was another um, experience for me and being involved in carnival and being able to create soca music as well. Um, so yeah, that, that's my foundation of Cayman Carnival and being involved from primary school really influenced my, my love of being involved in carnivals around the world and being able to travel and experience these so things. When's the next one? When you, when, what's the next one you got your eyes set on? So my favorite carnival that I've ever been to is actually Jamaica Carnival. And yep, so I am currently thinking about going to Jamaica Carnival 2023. So that's next up on the list. Um, and my new one for next year will probably be St. Lucia Carnival. St. Lucia. You know, it's so bad. I never make it over that side of the Caribbean. But and that's Carnival's a good reason to, to start. <laughs> I agree. I mean, that's one thing. We're always, we're in Cayman, but we never end up traveling to these islands, other Caribbean islands. We always decide, well, where I go, we Miami. Exactly. <laughs> we need to get out of this habit of let's take an hour flight to Miami. No, yeah. <laughs> let's experience what other islands are like in the Caribbean. And I think Carnival is an excellent way to do that, to see what the culture is like on those islands, mm -hmm. to meet other people from those islands and talk about what their life is like and, and share your experiences as well. That is so good. That's true. Look at that. You are, you did marry the concept. You're traveling in love with the, the carnival experience. I love that. All right. So I will bring it back around and ask then about your current journey. So how you made it from Cayman to now working and living in London. I don't know where you oh. want to start with that. Yeah, I know. So um, upon graduating high school, I went to the University of Tampa to do my bachelor's degree in marketing and communications. Um, I was 17 when I left, so still pretty young, you know, but I was I was ready to go. I was ready to leave Cayman and experience at that time what I thought was city life, but at least it was something a lot bigger than Cayman. And that was my first taste of living in city. Um, so once I graduated after four years, I came home and started working at a law firm. Mm -hmm. um, and that was my first taste of what law firm like was, was like. Uh, and my career just progressed from there. I spent five years working at one of the top law firms in Cayman. Um, and I gained a lot of experience um, that enabled me to progress my career. 
Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of five years, I decided it was time for me to do my master's. Uh, and I decided to do my master's in international events management. So when I was looking up um, programs, reputable programs for events, I found one at the University of Surrey here in the UK. And I decided that's where I'm going to study for my master's. Um, And, you know, Surrey is literally 30 minute train ride outside of London. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to experience what city life is like. So let me go live in London for a bit. <laughs> it's that that way. It's, it's yeah, yeah. And to be my brother was here already. He was here for about five or six years at that point. Um so I was like, you know, I know someone there if I do need to feel comfortable or need someone to lean on, he's yeah. here and I have him. And and to be to be honest, he was the one that introduced me to Cayman Connection. Yay. Um, Yes. So uh, big kudos to Ashvin for getting me involved at Cayman Connection. And when I when I was involved in 2015, Cayman Connection was still so small. Mm-hmm. It was this nice, small niche group of people led by Kate um, who were there for you. She, you know, she supported us. If we had any questions, we got together. I was able to meet other students from Cayman in the UK. And it was just nice to have someone who understood and was familiar and could give some advice. So I I was super happy to get involved. And one of my fondest memories of early CCUK was a bunch of us getting together at one of the Bus Pepper Soka events in London. Yeah. I think there were about ten of us. Yeah, and we had a we had a nice Soka night out, out oh. um, in London. So yeah. So I was living I was living in Surrey for oh. about a year and a half, um, and that was the length of my my master's degree. Mm. At the end of it, I was I thought to myself, it's not time for me to go home. Um, let me try to find a job in London um, so that I can gain overseas experience in my field. Um, and that way, when I do decide to go home to Cayman, I will be able to take those skills that I've learned here and all of that experience back home with me um, and help, you know, help build the next generation as well. We always look at um or we always complain about, you know, employers hiring people on work permits because they have overseas experience or they have more experience in the locals Mm -hmm. and I said to myself well I'm not going to let that happen to me so I'm going to (laughs) I'm going to educate myself and I'm going to gain the experience I need so that when I go back home I can compete Amen (laughs) I want to encourage all young Caymanians no matter what stage in your education your career you are in to try and get some overseas experience. Move abroad, learn what it's like, see other cultures, just travel. If if you can't, if you've gained all of the education you can um, and you're at a point in your career where you think you can't go any farther, then travel. You know, um, it, it honestly, it opens our minds. And when you go back to Cayman, you will bring things home um, that contribute to the well-being of our island it will we can help solve that traffic problem <laughs> we can help solve that cost of living problem um, and it, it's it's different things like this that the experience you get from overseas will will help um to develop our country that's right amen 
I don't know anything about law, but I'm assuming you'll do great if, if you were to take all that knowledge back to Cayman. <laughs> well, I think it's it's not even just about law. It's about um, seeing what seeing what international the international legal world is doing on a, on a different level um, and it's also gaining the experience in in terms of management skills and that kind of experience as well you know um, you you see how other people interact you see how other people learn you get to you get exposed to new opportunities new training styles mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of different things that then you can pick up on and take home um so even if it's not i'm not a lawyer so i'm never going to be able to teach someone about law but i can take my the skills that i've learned in terms of my management ability in terms of how to do things how to develop business and i can teach those to the up and coming generation um one of the things when i was at home i was always very big on encouraging students to continue your education and if possible if you can do so do your further education outside of Cayman. And I think that's it not only opens your mind to to other possibilities and new experiences, but it also helps you learn um how to do things in a different way. So true, you got break out of the islandness. You do. I mean as much as I love island life, I think that we all know it is it is very it is very small. and it can create very small minded people so in order and i think in order for us to grow as a community our community of young people mm-hmm. needs that experience of living abroad um and and being able to just to just experience what other people go through on a in, in their lives on yeah. a daily basis it'll make you appreciate the little paradise a little better it most definitely will okay. actually one of the benefits for me of working at harnes is that we have a very flexible um work culture so over the summer i was in cayman um for the month of august and i worked from the cayman office there for two weeks mm-hmm. so it was nice for me to you know even though i work for the london office i was able to meet all of the lawyers in cayman still do my work out of the cayman office get to know people there and so it's it's nice that harnes allows us to do that and we and and we have that flexible culture that a lot of people thankfully have seen because of um the recent situation <laughs> we'll just leave it at that yes mm-hmm. but thank you harnes yeah amala and i'm going to Because there was a moment where you said you like to encourage people to um, do their further education overseas. And I remember there was a particular platform, I believe, you gave that answer on. Because you, <laughs> you did very well in the Miss Cayman pageant a long time ago, didn't you? Well, I was Miss Teen Cayman Islands, uh, 2005-2006. And I think that's where my my love of um, being involved in the community really started to peak. Um, I started to get involved in a lot of different community things. I um, was heavily involved in junior achievement and um, those kind of programs. And I, I regularly... regularly volunteered for the National Drug Council um to do surveys in the schools and prisons oh, yeah, um yeah. 
Yeah, and from those from those things, then I started to actually do some motivational speaking in schools, um, in particularly in particular John Gray High School, which is where I went to high school. Um, so it was yeah, it was nice to start giving back to my community and encouraging kids directly um, and sharing my experiences to show them these are the kind of things that you can do. Um, You're not gonna talk about the, the other one. No. no. I was also involved in um, Miss Cayman Islands a number of years ago, and it really was um, a good opportunity for me again to to show how much I really wanted to um, be involved in Cayman's community, promote Cayman as a. a as a country um, and I was very very focused you know on on trying to increase tourism in for the Cayman Islands mm-hmm. um, around that I actually along with Luigi Moxham um, was selected by the Department of Tourism to co-host their YouTube series at the time so if you go on YouTube and you look up gallivanting in the Cayman Islands I remember you- Yes, you will see Luigi and I going to different areas around Cayman and talking wasn't about. That, sorry, yeah, it wasn't that produced by Matt Brown? Yes, it was. Yeah, it I was produced by Matt Brown. <laughs> yeah, so we did that. That was that was an excellent, excellent series by DOT. You know, you had two very, very local people going to these local spots, showing the world what. Cayman had to offer. And funnily enough, um, when Health City opened, a number of the doctors who were there got in touch with me and said they saw me on these YouTube videos and that's how they knew about the certain areas in Cayman. They knew about Grape Tree Cafe and this place and that place. So yeah, I mean, it was a it was an excellent, excellent project to get involved with and really supported, you know, my my goal of promoting Cayman. Yes. Miss International Ambassador <laughs> from from Wellong. <laughs> I love it. And I actually need to go look at a few episodes now because that's amazing. That's amazing gem. I forgot it existed. So you just said it. Oh God, don't feel no way now if you pop up came and then you see a couple of their videos. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's that's the perfect thing. I'm so looking forward to Cayman, Cayman Day um, in a couple of weeks, just because it's getting together as Caymanians in the UK. You you get that little piece of home without having to go home. Mm-hmm. The perfect event that CCUK has 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 come up with for us. <laughs> she said, "Perfect." You're putting the pressure on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, last year when the Conk Fritters came out, it, I mean that. It was perfect. There was nothing else we could have hoped for. I'm looking forward to some Cayman style beef. So hopefully he has that on the menu. <laughs> my, my taste buds is waiting. Mm-hmm. What are some of your proudest moments? It's it's very hard to pinpoint one or two proud moments for me. You know, I've I've I left Cayman at a, a young age to um, to to get my education mm-hmm. i have developed my career in cayman and progressed that and moved to london in a city to to increase my knowledge and my experience i'm very proud of where i am in my life at the moment in terms of my education and my career um i'm very proud of what i have been able to do for cayman and the work that i have done in the schools through my volunteer work with DOT through these um, promotional campaigns. I am very proud of 
what I have accomplished in the carnival scene, to be honest, you know, <laughs> traveling to all of these countries there again, I get to give Cayman a little bit of the shining light um, and promote Cayman through through that as well. And let me tell you, you be shining. I saw something about <laughs> this. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, carnival, carnival is honestly a, a, a great experience for anyone to get involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to that, I'm also proud of my little two-year-old. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm proud of where she is in her life, how far she has come, um, you know, as a first-time first time parent juggling having a child mm-hmm. alone, but having a child during the pandemic was extremely difficult, especially in London, where at the peak of it, it was complete lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um she has a medical issue that we've had to to sort so having that plus the pandemic plus then coming back to work and juggling that life it's i'm proud of i'm yeah i'm proud of, of proud where of we too. are and having um you know all of these these moving things just where it is right now we're in a good place so yeah i'm i'm very much looking forward to what else I can do um, in London to promote Cayman now that we are, now that I am in a good, stable place. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing you can do is come, let me go jump in Notting Hill next year. <laughs> <laughs> when Pokemon Go came out. <laughs> good old Pokemon Go. <laughs> We're going there. No, you know what? The reason I brought Pokemon Go specifically, rewind it now, was what, 2016 or something like that. Um, I think it was the first time we had reconnected in years. And it was so casual. I was hanging out with with Danny and the others. And I'm like, but who that is that just take that gym? I don't know, but you know, <laughs> we were all split up into like red, blue, yellow. I would yep. You all were red. So we were red. Yeah, you over there doing whatever. And then we trying to find who this is and run into you. And I'm like, no, I was I was just sad that you were on his team. But I was I was excited to see you. But I was like, well, she had to be on the red team. So all of that being said, (laughs) what is your favorite Pokemon? I, you know, I grew up playing Pokemon. Pokemon was one of like the first video games that a lot of people in, well, no, I can't say that. Actually, but, yeah, some people be secretive yeah. about it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from from time we were growing up, you know, having Pokemon on Game Boy, yeah. that was the thing, you know, trying to go on vacation, parents taking us on vacation and we're literally down in our Game Boy playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So when Pokemon Go came out, it was it was a thing. It was nice, <laughs> and for people who liked to socialize, like me, it was an even better thing because then I could, like you said, run into people playing, meet yeah. new folks. It was it was great. Yeah, gamer girl status. Yeah, that technically good. gives you gamer girl status. <laughs> nice, good. I, I'm I'm glad I'm part of that group. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I even though I was Team Valor, um, Pikachu will always be my favorite Pokemon. I mean, how can you not love Pika? Like, really? cutest little thing ever. Pikachu. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going back to like the originals from way back. You know, the start Pikachu. of it all. Yes, Pikachu has always been always been my favorite. My growing up, my favorite color was yellow too. So that contributed a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I absolutely love, love Pikachu. Mine is, at the moment, 
Well, I have a few. I'll just name one of them, Milotic. And oh, if okay. that went to if that went to enough for some people, <laughs> then Gengar. <laughs> Gengar, yes, that that's Gengar is a cool one too. I remember smiles all actually, the time. I love yeah, Gengar because yeah. he smiles all the time. That's it. It's funny, funnily enough, right? When I was in Surrey doing my masters, I used to play Pokemon Go all the time around that campus. Mm-hmm. It was a hot spot. It was a hot spot for Pokemon, um, and I can vividly remember this group of kids walking by me and saying, "Oh look, there's that duck thing," and I was thinking to myself. Hello, it's a Psyduck. It's not a duck thing. It's a Psyduck. <laughs> Listening to the kids butcher our, our, yes. our heart. I was like, how dare, dare you? you? You should not be playing this. Like, learn about Pokemon culture exactly. first. Come on. God. <laughs> how can you not recognize a Psyduck? Oh, I know. Anyway, I, te- I tease, but I just thought it was really interesting um, because, you know, you have this background in the law firms and traveler carnival chase a new mom people wouldn't suspect that you know you got a little gamer side to you come on well, Pikachu. <laughs> that's why i think it's it's always important you know to get to know people mm-hmm. you know you, you you see people who might have a certain status or whatever it is in the community they do a certain job but real really and truly once you get to know somebody someone mm-hmm. um and find out how down to earth they are. They, they have so many things in common as you. It, right. It's a really great way to connect. Right, breaking barriers. Yep, breaking right. barriers. So, Kamala, what's next? Broad question. Take it where you want to go, but what's <laughs> next in store for you? For me, um, I'm, I'm going to focus on obviously developing my career because from this podcast episode, you can see, <laughs> you can see how important that is for me. Um, so I have plans to stay in London um, for a, a number of years. Um, I'm looking to settle a bit. So we're going to look at buying a house. We're looking at buying a property. Um, yeah, so, so this is going to be my roots for a little while. I mentioned um, that my daughter has a medical issue. So that's one of the reasons that we're going to stay as well, um, to take advantage of the healthcare system here. Mm -hmm. Because as we know, in Cayman, although we do have some good healthcare providers, the the offering is just not what um, I need for for my daughter at the time. But it is very, very exciting to see that a number of new healthcare facilities are up and coming. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to when they are up and running to see if they provide the services that we need. And then I can start looking at possibly making my way back home in, in a number of years. So this is this, the health services in Cayman. So they're, they're, they're offering more pediatric options. So I, I believe there's, um, it's not just the health services authority, but there are, I think health, um, health city has a new facility that's coming up and a completely new hospital. Um, I've seen the admit advertisements for in West Bay as well. So come yeah. on West Bay. I always get on West Bay. <laughs> I get excited when the little Republic start to get more. You know, <laughs> I know when when they developed that bypass going to West Bay, I was like, this is this is the time. And now you see everybody wants to move to the Republic. Especially what's if they put that hospital? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. We're going to be like the East Enders, never need leave. But... <laughs> West Bay will be the new capital. Come on. <laughs> new capital. Oh, my goodness. OK, I will. No, the rest needs to stay a Republic. Just saying. 
it don't need be no capital. You know why? Capital mean more tourists. We love them, but we just want them pass through and go. (laughs) (laughs) We love you and leave you. Let's let's do it that way. So you're looking at uh, settling down in London, possibly um, mainly fueled by your need to have access to the right healthcare for your child. But moving back to Cayman, they're still in the books in the future, future. Yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, my obviously my whole um, intent, the intention behind coming here was to develop myself, to take my experiences and my my learned lessons back home to help the community there. Awesomeness. And now a personal question, because now you've mentioned your work with Harneys and being a new mom, especially having your family, you're raising her right now in London. How do you find time to balance yourself? What do you do to kind of get that balance for yourself? That moment where you can, I know you can't turn off mommy mode, you can't, but you can turn off work mode. So how do you navigate, you know, between that? Is there, I know you don't got a beach to go down and sit down (laughs) with a book, so you can't say the beach. So I would like to know, like as a new mom in London, how do you find some peace moment, that moment to rebalance yourself? You know, it's 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 hard being a mother. It's hard being a first time mother. And there are a lot of things that people don't tell you when you're pregnant. There are things that people don't want to talk about. There's so many hardships and things that we have to go through that sometimes you really just feel unprepared when it, it, it hits you. And to be honest, I felt very unprepared. I did research upon research upon research on what it would be like and, you know, and try to prepare myself as best as I could. I had the support of my um, partner through it all. Um, But I did my pretty much my entire pregnancy during lockdown. So I I at least had a lot of time Mm -hmm. at home to get things done. Mm -hmm. Um, I went back. Well, in the UK, we are um, blessed to have a year of maternity leave so i had that time to spend with my child learn a lot about her i um found out what kind of opportunities there were for child groups and development groups and all of that kind of good stuff Um, but after a year it was time for me to go back to work now thankfully i'm also blessed in the fact that i work from home full-time so Harney's does have a London office that we we pretty much hot desk. So if we need to go into the office or we want to or we need to meet with clients or other colleagues, we can book a desk, we can go in and there's still that office experience. Mm -hmm. But at home, I have my own little office set up. Mm -hmm. So it does help in terms of that work-life balance. I'm not spending an hour commuting on a packed tube going into the center of London. Um, you know, I, I have that time in the morning with my child to get her up, get her dressed, we take our time, you know, walk to her childminder, come back, and then it's time for me to log on. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's 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 quite nice. I tell you, like, the flexibility that Harney's gives is honestly, it's it really does work for work-life balance. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 
the the life I've spent a lot of time in Cayman actually with her um so she's been able to to experience the difference of island life going to the beach you know having this big yard yeah and her grandparents around um but she also knows what it's like to travel on the tube um in a big city you know packed with people so from an early age she's gaining these experiences which will then you know help her help her grow as a person she's and she's she won't yeah. enriched like a, an enriched experience she's getting it exactly all. you know and and i know i am i'm very lucky in the sense that i can do that mm-hmm. um because not not everyone has that that ability to do so um but i'm making sure that i take the, the opportunity that i have mm-hmm. from a young from a young age um for her to to develop herself so that's right yeah so the last the last thing i will say is if you do want to follow my experiences as a carnivalista around the world and um my life as a new mother in london you are free to follow me on instagram <laughs> my username is mistaken2 that's m i z t a k e n 2 um and uh you can see what me and my little one is up to on a daily basis in london I'll put it in the I'll put it in the description of the podcast. Yes, perfect. Awesome. I'm so pleased for you, Kamala. Thank, <laughs> thank you for coming on and talking with me. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um I obviously I honestly love speaking with you. It is always a fun time. Um and I'm very much looking forward to seeing you at Cayman Day. Yes. So we need to make more noise. I agree and <laughs> and to be honest King I mean through these podcast episodes I have learned so much about Kimanians in in different parts of the world who are doing big things mm-hmm. um and we each have our own little space we are and we're able to contribute to this organization CCUK um and help other Kimanians who are looking to move out you know and we can help and support them It's yes, as simple as that. That's it. As simple as that. Thank you so much. Yes, we celebrate another Caymanian overseas. Kamala Murugesu, thank you so much for all that you do to promote the Caymanian culture and the Cayman Islands. And Harneys, thank you for supporting such a beautiful Caymanian talent. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs>